This is Keep Her Lit with MK and Never Been Cooler Productions. I live in two worlds. One is a world of books. the crack um thank you for listening um gonna assume if you're listening to this one you listen to the last one and if you listen to the last one well, thank you very much i didn't actually expect anyone to and the fact that people did was super lovely um i actually got a whole bunch of feedback which was class 80 percent of which was please do asmr and wow my headphones are falling off I would, but my problem with that is mostly that I, in the same vein of like when you cook something, you try it, I would want to listen to anything I make. I mean, I listen to these um, when they come out, basically, just before, and I'm really freaked out by ASMR, especially the whisper kind. It just feels like there's ghosts or something when you're, you know, you're lying in your bed and you're like, ah, I'm ready to sleep. I think sleeping would be a real nice time for me right now. I'm going to close my eyes and turn on something on YouTube and then it's just like, how's your hair today? (laughs) You want to cut three inches off? And I'm like, no, I'm in my bedroom, not the hairdressers. Please stop talking to me. I don't like being haunted. That's not the point. This is a book podcast. So I was super excited to talk about what I wanted to read in the last episode. And this episode, I'm going to talk about stuff that I read that was really important to me. So a, not really a desert island books. I mean, I'm sure anyone who's picked up like a Guardian Weekender or L or something has seen one of these where they get someone to come in and say, hey, what are the books that had like a really big impact on you? And that's what I want to do today. Um, Hopefully the next episode that goes up won't just be what I read this month. It'll be something slightly more interesting. I've been having a, a bit of a dip this month not specifically in reading I'm, I'm reading lots but I'm not reading lots of books and I don't think I have the following or friendships for people to listen to like 45 minutes of me being like and this is why the Tower of God webtoon is better than the Tower of God and like no one loves me that much <laughs> unfortunately I would love if they did but uh, I, I don't think I could get away with that personally So, the first book that I want to talk about is technically three books, and it's the first A Series of Unfortunate Events books, the first three books by Lemony Snicket. Now, I, these were, these were some of the first books I ever read by myself, so I would have been maybe five around that age, and I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has, like, read or been read a kid's book 
and it's lots of like how are we going to find this bear will we go over the mountain or under the mountain or you know there's this big scary monster actually he's lovely and that sort of thing whereas these were like everything is dark everything is grim there is nothing good here and <clears throat> and that's just how it is things are going to go wrong all the time and that's life sorry about it and they're they they follow the lives of the three Baudelaire orphans just as they become orphans um Violet Klaus and Sonny and they're very intelligent very resilient children and really like iconic in not in the like oh my god yes queen but in like a these are good role models to have as a child sort of way I I wanted to be all of them at some point I think despite the fact I was around the same age as only one of them I was like oh Violet's this genius inventor and Klaus god he reads books and you know like the hard same big glasses nerd and then Sunny eventually sort of becomes a chef which is pretty cool given she's like a baby but they're they're just very good <laughs> I I think that having to eventually transition to more adult books and again I'm talking like I'm five or six at this point I'm vaguely reading Harry Potter's and, and that's it and like Harry Potter gets dark but not when I was like five they were still like Harry goes to school and is scared of a ghost or whatever rather than like everything is ending all the time uh we will hopefully never talk about Harry Potter on this podcast again anyway going from like Roald Dahl or something into you know something spectacularly grim like a clockwork orange or or something akin to that there really does need to be a good sort of medium place there and I think I mean mine was like very early but a series of unfortunate events just really did that for me on the topic of like adult books you can't see me I'm doing quotations in the air just imagine it see it in your eyes you're sitting wherever you're sitting with your headphones in and I'm sort of nearby dramatically doing quotation marks the first adult book that I remember reading was a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy by Douglas Adams now the copy I had was a second-hand copy of someone else's and I it was in bits it was falling apart there were entire sections that like I would have to hide because if I brought them anywhere with me with the book they would fall out and get lost forever and I think there were a few pages missing completely at the start and I recently found that edition in a charity shop in Dundalk and I was so happy it, it just really like brought me a lot of joy it's a very strange story it's great but it's it's completely bizarre where a man wakes up one day and uh, they're threatening to to bulldoze his house and 
another friend of his turns up and is like, it doesn't matter. They're going to bulldoze Earth in like an hour. And he's like, that's nonsense. What are you on? You've been drinking all day. And he's like, yeah, I've been drinking all day because we have to get off this planet because they're bulldozing it for a highway. And then they do. And it, it goes from this very normal Earthman existing in space where everything he's ever known has just been blown up and it's surreal and bizarre and beautiful and people have the most amazing names I think one of my favorite like fiction names ever is Slardy Bartfarst who's who's in that book um he builds fords like like cliffs which is pretty cool and there's there's about five of them I think um Douglas Adams did pass away as you know we all do and Owen Colfer who's from Wexford helped finish the series and I think potentially his son also uh the second book is pretty good as well I think off the top of my head it's called The Restaurant at the End of the Universe and there's a super goth car (laughs) at the start like so black you can't look at it which god damn it they invented recently Oh, it's going to annoy me not remembering that. I'm sure one of you knows it and it's like, ah, yeah, the super black. And you're yelling it and I'm just going to pretend I can hear you. And I'm going to go, yeah, that's the one. Thanks for that so much. Oh, my God. Anyway, my point is read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. At least the first one, if not the second and third one. After that, I need to pick those up, actually. (laughs) I haven't read them. But the first two are super good, at least. The next book I want to talk about is Earthsea by Ursula Le Guin. So I've I've listed like a lot of series. Um, this is the end of the series. I've only got five, six. I've got six books on this list and only the first three are series. So Earthsea is a trilogy and it got me into science fiction properly I know the last book I recommended is a kind of sci-fi it's like everyone's in space and there's aliens and madness and stuff but this is like real fantasy and real sci-fi and Ursula Le Guin if you haven't heard of her is just spectacular and amazing and beautiful and stunning and a genius and I have like unlimited (laughs) affection for Ursula Le Guin I ended up doing um, linguistics in college because I read Ertzi. And Ertzi is all about the power of words, basically, which is a really beautiful sentiment to give to, like, I I was maybe 14 when I read it. Um, it, It's like words have magic and, you know, spells are, are carried through by, like, the power of the words, not like any other thing. And I think teaching teenager that words have meaning is pretty important. I I was lucky enough to never tell my parents I hate them, but I had enough friends who did, and like didn't mean it at all. Um, with with Earthsea, yeah, there's there's three books. The first is my personal favorite, and the second sort of goes a bit wild, and then the third ties everything together. But they don't feel like like you need to read one 
to understand two to understand three two is a bit of a a wild one um it it really sort of does its own thing and then it's like oh I know that guy I remember him he was in that other book you could probably read like one to three without needing to read two but like what's 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 the point that would be completely mad you should just you know read all of them anyway it's just like a class series (laughs) the the next book so I was a super cool not edgy not definitely not not like other girls uh teenager and for sixth year in Ireland after you finish your leaving cert most people will go off and do what's called a sixth year holiday a lot of people will go to like Magaluf or Ibiza or I don't know Marbella or something like that um and me and my friends decided that we were too cool (laughs) to go on the session with a bunch of our friends and instead we went to uh Stockholm and Helsinki and then to a lake house for a few days because we were so different and unique and I think in Helsinki we were getting the train to my friend's family um where the lake was and I picked up this book in the train station because I'd run out of things to read and I think my friends had like very different books or like something I wasn't into or something like that and I picked up the psychopath test by John Ronson so John Ronson became pretty well known because they made his book Men Who Stare at Goats into a movie with I'm gonna say Ewan McGregor I might be really wrong but they made it into a movie um but I knew him from this non-fiction book about how how do psychopaths work and how do you know if someone is or isn't a psychopath and what's what just what is their what do people know about them and it's it was my first like real foray into nonfiction outside of school or like weird niche interests like I loved mythology growing up I was really into like um Japanese history growing up and things like that this was me picking up something completely out of the blue for my own entertainment enjoyment I guess and it's just a very interesting book he's got a really interesting way of writing where instead of it sounding like a, an academic journal or essay or piece it feels like someone sort of having like a really educated conversation with you um like you could pick it up and read a chapter and it could just sound like your mate sort of telling you this mad story over coffee or a pint or something and I really appreciated that because not everything needs to be like a academic you know five piece like PhD series it can just be a really interesting story told really interestingly you know it's not like the end of the world to tell things in an interesting way for most people and it has a point in it which always really stuck to me which was 
if you're worried you're a psychopath you're not <laughs> which which sounds really confusing but like halfway through this book you're reading it and you're like I'm trash I'm the worst person I'm definitely a psychopath I do this I do that and it's like now if you're anxious about being a psychopath you are not a psychopath that's not to say if you're not anxious about being a psychopath you're you are one like that's not how that works but it uh, was a big relief <laughs> for one <laughs> I think a lot of people who read that book were like oh, I lied when I was a child I'm a psychopath and then you read it at that point and you're like oh no I'm just you know have low self-esteem and think the worst of myself which is a different problem that let's not solve today but he has written a whole bunch of stuff. I think most recently, to my memory, it's probably not correct now, um, he did a book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed, which is all about cancel culture, which is sort of at the forefront of literally all the media right now. And it's a very good read. It's worth getting into. It's I mean, especially for right now, if if you care about it at all. I think he got called out for cancel culture the other day on Twitter and he was literally like, dude, I, I, I wrote the book. I don't know if you know this, but I literally wrote the book on cancel culture. So that's, sorry, I've really put some time into talking about the psychopath test. It was a super good book. The... Second last book I want to talk about is Misery by Stephen King. So I am famously a complete baby when it comes to horror movies. Like I used to get nightmares from seeing the ad from The Grudge. I have left rooms like screaming, crying, like 20 minutes in. I've had panic attacks. I watched all of paranormal activity through my fingers and then didn't sleep for like two days I know a lot of people didn't sleep at that one but like I really didn't see a whole lot of it <laughs> I watched it through my knees on my fingers and was like that's me that's I'm done I've, I've had enough now but I never thought I could read horror I guess I, I figured it would do the same thing to me and it doesn't at all I really love horror I would put it up there as probably my favorite genre I, I've probably read more fantasy maybe more sci-fi and god knows I read a lot of young adult when I was like 12 but horror man it's so good it gives me the same buzz that like thriller movies do except you know I can sleep at night which is ideal uh, I started reading horror I'm gonna say just under two years ago um if you don't know me in person which I'd be surprised if you're listening to this and you don't know me um I have played quite a bit of like tabletop games in my time mostly D&D &D, but I've dabbled into like other games I've got some friends I played games with it's all very nice and wholesome it's been super good during lockdown actually to sort of have that escapism and community while also like in your house <laughs> but I swear to god this is relevant to misery I'm so sorry I I was due to play a game of Call of Cthulhu which is a uh, Lovecraft based universe without any of the you know racism 
So at the time, before I knew about the racism, I read a bunch of Lovecraft and was like, this isn't scary at all. Why, why is everyone freaking out about this? This is like fine. Maybe I can read horror. And I picked up Misery. <laughs> There's the tangent. I've wrapped it up. Look at that. Look at me go. I get a medal. Anyway, so Misery is, um, it's also a really famous movie with James Caan and Kathy Bates. I think Kathy Bates is the, like, she's more known for the movie. I think people imagine her when you mention Misery. And basically, a famous author gets into a car crash and is saved by, like, his, you know, number one fan. But suddenly she's not letting him leave until he finishes writing another book in a series that he'd already ended. And it gets very dark. And what I really loved about Misery, aside from the fact that it didn't give me nightmares and uh, I really enjoyed it, was it's basically a guide to writing a book. I might be utterly wrong on this as someone who has never written a book or tried but it really came across to me like a a guide to novel writing under the guise of a horror novel and I thought that was just very beautifully done. I've since read Moore King. I read his most recent book which I think is called The Institute and it like references Game of Thrones and Trump and stuff and I was just really uncomfortable and did not want that for me and I've read I think half of the Green Mile and some other stuff I don't know if you know this about Stephen King he's really got like like a lot of books <laughs> if if you've like never heard of him he's sort of like the top horror guy he's written a fuck ton of books but some of them are good don't read it. It's got some real, real, like, not okay stuff um, in the, the kid part that they didn't do in the movie, which was good because they would have broken some laws. Anyway, the last book on my list is a new one. And it's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. And I wanted to choose a book I read this year because I feel like you're always reading books that have a large impact on you Um, up here in like my sort of selection process for this Notes to Self was the first book I read this year and it really made me think about like um, pregnancy and age and being you know assigned female and stuff and that was mind-blowing for me I've never really seen a lot of like 40s perspectives I don't know if that makes sense and then other books like my year of rest and relaxation really hit because that was just like an excellent um explanation for depression I guess I think a lot of people who are depressed just want to just take a year off and they're like if I could just sleep for like one year then I'd wake up at the end and be fine and it's sort of it's it's like a it's like a fantasy. <laughs> I wish I could be rich and pretty and own my own house and sleep for a year. Like yeah, same sometimes. Anyway, my point is I'm thinking of ending things is probably the book that's had the largest impact on me this year. I don't think 
a week has gone by where I haven't thought of it. I think I've recommended it to a lot of people. I don't think it got that much fame or acclaim. I mentioned this last episode, but I'm pretty bad for like knowing who's famous in books. Like, and especially because it's such a varied world it's really wide you could be like everyone knows Cassandra Clare and everyone who has read like a City of Bones or whatever will be like yeah we all know Cassandra Clare and anyone who just reads classics is gonna be like whomst D.H. Lawrence did you say I love D.H. and like I it's it's confusing and hard and it feels like the same 10 names are at the top of everything um like Goodreads every year in the Goodreads Awards Stephen King wins like top horror and it's like really though are you sure Stephen King if you ever hear this I'm so sorry I just like maybe let someone else win that category for a little bit either way uh this is the most unsettling book I've ever read (laughs) I I tried to set fire to Life of Garp once um when I was like 12 I should not have read it at that age this is still the most unsettling book I've ever read since and and before it's really short it's a great read it's not really a horror so much as if you could invent a new genre which was just unsettling that's that's what this is so the the whole story is um a couple are taking a car trip to visit his parents for dinner and she debates ending things in her head for the the trip there and then it continues after they've been there and there's like so little I can say about this not that I've gone into like any great criticisms for any of the other books or like I don't know, wilted onwards for hours about like, oh, you know, we all love Ford Prefect in A Hitchhiker's Guide. Gotta love that that thumb of his. Like it's, there's so little I can say about I'm thinking of ending things that I think maybe if if being unsettled is something that you would enjoy, I'd recommend it. I would maybe recommend looking up uh, content warnings for it. It's a bit fucked in places. It's still really good. It's just, it's hard to explain why, except for that it made me really uncomfortable. (laughs) And I think about it a lot. Either way, that's pretty much all of my list of stuff. I think potentially the next episode will be here's what I read this month and to do that I'm gonna read a whole bunch more books so it isn't just me talking about manga for like 30 minutes because really I I'm sure after people do listen to this I will get messages being like please please don't just talk about like whatever weeb shit you're into right now So that's fine, I won't. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much for listening. It is super nice to be talking into mics 
still some more. I am feeling pretty animated today, so I'm sorry if it's not more ASMR-y. I had a bottle of Lucasaid sponsor me, thank you. And I can I can do my very best to to at least close off on a, a chill vibe, so Ahem. This has been Keeper Lit with MK, brought to you by Never Been Cooler Productions. Thank you very much for listening and have a good day. Nailed it. I live in two worlds. One is a world of books 